Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 78. Today is Wednesday. How are we doing today, Easton? Good, good. Back for a normal episode of the podcast yep. after Jeopardy episode. Last episode, we had our second Jeopardy. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Spoiler alert, Tebow absolutely destroyed me in scuba. Um, so, I mean, I don't know who we're going to have on next yeah, to, to a go whiz. up against him. But, I mean, I feel like you you could make your second appearance back. Yeah. Just switch the, up the, the host third. again. Yeah, who's the third person? Because he know. was a whiz. Yeah. Like, he was almost unbeatable. <laughs> he was nuts. But we'll see. I mean, we'll, we probably won't do that for a couple weeks, maybe a month. But this upcoming Saturday, we are going to be doing our first uh, NFL mock draft. By our first, I mean, I would, I would like to do a second one maybe yeah. right before the draft. But um, if we don't, it's cool. But, Nate, we're going to have Willie on for that. Like, always call him our high-tempo NFL analyst. So And college football yeah. analyst. Just football in yeah. general. Uh, so we'll be having him on to do that. But let's hop right into the news today as we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're also going to be doing another uh, power rankings, our second one, our updated NBA power rankings. So let's start off with a couple injuries that we have in the NBA. First off, a big one, Anthony Davis is going to be out or he's going to be reevaluated in two to three weeks. So I would assume he's going to be out at least three weeks, but I would not be shocked that this this uh, timeout extends for Anthony Davis. Yes, I could see this being a very long injury. I mean, we're still talking about a guy who's under 30, mm-hmm. and uh, he's still in his prime. You don't want to waste it on an injury, and especially when you're the number two seed. In yeah, the last a team time. that definitely is going to need AD for the playoffs. Yeah. And you can, you can do your – I'm not saying that you can do without AD for the regular season, but you can coast – and stay in, stay good without Anthony Davis yep. for a cup for maybe a month or two. Oh, and it gives a, I think it gives a huge opportunity for a guy like Montrez Harold to really, really step up mm-hmm. and really, uh, you know, get a lot more shots and get fluid. And if they have to go to Montrez in the playoffs, he'll have experience now. That's why I was, uh, I was listening to through the wire and Mike on there. He's like a big Lakers fan. He was saying he's actually he's he didn't say he was excited, but like. It's also it's a good and bad thing because like Kyle Kuzma is really going to have mm-hmm. an extended role with Anthony Davis being out and I mean he's probably going to be the number two scorer him or Dennis Schroeder so yeah absolutely and so it's definitely going to give other guys more time to shine and like you said make them be ready for the playoffs yeah and when AD comes back in the playoffs and if you're a five or four seed that's okay because everybody well, as long as you're in the playoffs you have a shot at winning it yeah so and it does I mean this Anthony Davis injury like it's I'm pretty sure it's a lower leg injury, right? It's a calf uh, right. or Achilles. I it was a knee. Is it a knee? It, it, might, a... it might be a knee, yeah. But he's he's been having issues with that with the calf area for a mm-hmm. while. So it's you know, and Anthony Davis has been off this year. So maybe him taking some I mean not off, but he just hasn't been the Anthony Davis we expected him to be this year. He's only averaging like twenty one, twenty two points a game, like eight rebounds. Um, this is a guy who I picked to be defensive player of the year this year. And he just really hasn't lived up to that yet this year. But hopefully this time off can Hope get him 100% and he comes back better than ever. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, like you said, we had him in our like MVP conversation yeah. at the start of the year. Like, he was a debatable, huh? He might win MVP. Exactly. And he he has been struggling this year and it's been it's been out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been talked about how he's been struggling. Oh, it's yeah. not going under the radar. But it's I don't think it's hurting the Lakers at no. all. I mean, they're still top of the Western Conference and one of the best teams in the NBA, if not yeah. the best. So And they added more scorers yeah. this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, next injury is D'Angelo Russell. Um, I just want to say, or I'll, I'll explain the injury first, but he's going to be out four to six weeks at least. Uh, I don't know what the injury was. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to write that down, but 
man, being a T-Wolves fan right now has got to just be tough. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a TikTok yesterday about just the Timberwolves, and I was just like, I was just thinking about it. Like, wow, I thought being a Pistons fan, even being a Pistons fan right now, isn't as bad as being a Timberwolves fan, I don't think. Because you have Carl Anthony Towns, a generational talent. If the best, I'm going to just say the best shooting big man in NBA history, technically. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I'm not just, just kind of getting wasted yeah, i guess like yeah. i don't really want to say he's he's no he is i mean this team is no way making the playoffs yeah and they're not gonna make the playoffs anytime soon with their roster yeah it's just not good enough the and only bright spots of this is it gives a chance for anthony edwards yep. to really get more of a role because he was coming off the bench i mean malik beasley has been really good this year and he's kind of you know they have to start Malik Beasley because he's been their best scorer other than Cat really. Mm-hmm. But um, Anthony Edwards last night in the first game without D'Lo had like twenty eight and like seven had a good game against the Lakers, but they lost. But still like, but D'Angelo being out, I mean him and Carl Anthony Towns have played five games together since the trade last year. Five games. Wiggins has probably played like, I mean Wiggins has played yeah. most every game uh, this year. Every game and last year he last year he played a lot too mm-hmm. when he got traded like. They have played five games together, whether it's, you know, Cat being injured, D'Lo being injured, the COVID, like, it's just, and they don't have their pick. They don't have no, their pick. That's the worst that's, part. The Warriors have their pick. Yes. And are going to get another top draft pick. Like, we were saying. In the most loaded, yeah. one of the most loaded draft classes going into it. You know, it's it could change. Hyped up class. Hyped yeah. up. Ever. Like, this class is so deep. The mm-hmm. first eight guys could all be all-stars. I mean, it's just the way it's going to oh, work. Yeah. And uh, it's just like we were saying the same thing last year, and I know this is kind of switching to a, a Warriors thing, but we were saying, oh, when when Clay and Steph comes back and they got that pick, or they're gonna have a you know, a Warriors pick, and then we're saying the same thing this year, where next year, like the Warriors are doing pretty good this year, but like next year, they're gonna have Clay coming back, Wiseman as a second year player, where you know great players tend to make that their their jump, jump from their freshman to sophomore year, um, and then they're gonna have. Their own pick, which if they don't make the playoffs, they could have two really high picks. And they're going to have that Minnesota pick. The Minnesota pick is top three protected, which, I mean, right now the Timberwolves are the worst team in the NBA. Looks so like it might be. They still could, the Timberwolves could get their own pick back, but with the lottery odds, how they work nowadays, it is they, they have a small chance of get, of keeping their pick. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with Cat back now looking to get more wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not in losing mode. They can't be in yeah. lose now mode. They're in win now. They mode. have to, but it's just without D'Lo. Like how, how, how do you do it? Yeah, especially in the West. Uh, Hopefully the, Ricky Rubio can just try and get the, everyone else involved. So does this team, I know the comparison was made last season because uh, the Tim Duncan to James Wiseman comparison with the Warriors having that top pick when they started tanking yeah. to get that top pick. Uh, they compared them instantly to the Spurs with David Robinson. When he got hurt, they tanked for Tim Duncan. Yeah, Everybody agreed James Wiseman was no Tim Duncan. Exactly, but, but it's it's just a similar scenario. I mean, is this team now built for the next 10 years if they keep both those lottery it picks? Just, well, it's, I don't know if they're – I wouldn't say they're built for the next 10 years because, I mean, just Money. having two guys, yeah. you know, and it's still like maybe, but – they just have options because yeah, they don't so have funny. to draft somebody. No. If let's let's say that Tim Rolls pick ends up being like the fifth pick in the draft and it goes to the Warriors, they have they have so many options where they can you know attach that to Wiggins and try and get somebody. Which that was always been the talk. You really want to go get somebody. Attach that to Wiggins and Wiseman. I don't think they want to give up Wiseman. I think they he has been hurt, but he's been one of the more promising rookies this year. 
Um, but then again, if you're giving up both, exactly, of them, they have, you're getting a you have super Kelly Oubre who you can attach in a trade because he's making a you know a large amount like of money too. Mil. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, Wiggins is that you can match max max deals with Wiggins. So yeah, absolutely. You could attach your that pick Wiggins and just three future first round picks. Might as well. I mean, it's it's unreal. They have options for sure. This this Warriors team is going to be the favorite again. I think in the next couple of years, like a heavy favorite once again. Maybe yeah. They are just so built. They're I think it depends so on perfectly. how Wiseman develops too. Yeah. Or but or they just trade yeah. him for a superstar. <laughs> I mean. You never know. But I mean, back to Minnesota. Um, it just sucks because they're the worst team in the NBA right now. Don't own their pick. You know they brought. They're trying to make Cat happy, bringing his best friend D'Angelo Russell there. And things just haven't worked out for it so far. Like it just has not worked out at all. And they don't really have that bright of. a... I mean, they do have a nice young core, but their future just really doesn't look good because how much longer is Cat going to want to play on um, on these teams? You know, on this on on this horrible team every year. You know what you might see? You might see a Warriors Timberwolves pit trade again for Cat <laughs> this time. That would be funny. Uh, I mean, that would be ideal. No, but, but this Timberwolves team, I feel so bad for them because it feels like everything that can go wrong is going wrong mm-hmm. with this team. Uh, I mean, you look at Malik Beasley. Who's having a breakout uh, best year of his career? Yeah, averaging twenty points a game. Gets arrested and yeah. like he's I think he's under house arrest right now. Not right now. Once the season's over, he he's got a it. service term. Yeah, like which is are, weird, are you but. kidding me? <laughs> yeah, like it's just everything that's going wrong is going wrong mm-hmm. for this roster. And like like I said, the only really thing that could turn things around is if Anthony Edwards really just starts to ball out over these next four to six weeks with D'Angelo Russell being out. He starts, and I'm, I'm not, I don't say it's going to translate to wins. That's not really what I mean. Just as far as Anthony Edwards' development, he's becoming a great scorer and playmaker. That would be huge for them. Yeah, definitely. Any any sort of growth for this Minnesota team yeah. should be looked at as good because they, since getting cat, it feels like they've only regressed. Yeah. It feels like they haven't gotten better at all. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Minnesota a little bit later when we do our power rankings, but let's move on to the next topic in the news. On to a more controversial one. Top draft prospect. Prospect projected to be the sixth pick in this year's draft, Jalen Johnson from Duke, opts out of the rest of the, the remainder of the season as he wants to prepare for the NBA draft. Duke is having one of their worst years in in history. Um, they're below 500, and Jalen Johnson over the past couple of games was really getting diminishing minutes. He only played eight minutes in his final game with Duke uh, in a win over NC State, and the game before that he only played 15 minutes. So Holy, I didn't see those two stats. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he really just was... He had a really good start to the year at Duke and really just started to not play very well. And Coach K is still going to play the guys who are doing better, which makes a lot of sense, especially with Duke not playing well. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of mixed uh, reactions to this where people think it's stupid. People think he's quitting where other people are thinking he's got to do what he's got to do to get his money. I want to hear what you got to think. So I was I was just talking about this with my dad and. You know, I this is this is wrong to me from my standpoint, not in the standpoint of a future millionaire. Mm-hmm. It it feels wrong because there is nothing saying that Duke is out of the tournament right now. I mean, yes, they are really bad. Like the chances of them winning the SEC tournament are not ACC. high. ACC. <laughs> Remember, I told you, yeah, not good with them. Uh, <laughs> ACC tournament. They're not. They're not over. Like they could still make the tournament if he plays. Uh. But it feels like he's quitting, right? Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, what do his teammates think about this? Are his teammates happy or mad at him? Because if you go to Duke, your goal is to get to the league. 
I think that's everyone's goal nowadays, honestly. I don't even, I mean, but I, yeah, especially to go to Duke. So yes. you have the guy who's already getting drafted saying, I'm not going to play anymore. That opens up a new spot for mm-hmm. somebody else to say, oh, I can get mine now. I might be able yeah. to make a leaguer case. Then I thought, eh, is anybody going to draft a lot of guys from Duke this year? They're really bad. Yeah, but they'll still get drafted. I mean, just because your team's bad doesn't mean. But I'm saying like a sixth man couldn't step up and make himself right. a draft pick uh, with the absence right. of Jalen Johnson. So I, I don't know. I've got the same mixed reactions as everybody else. I see where he's coming from. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to ruin your future, especially when you're going to be. A, I mean, he's going to be a millionaire yeah. next year. Uh, I, I, I see that and I get that, but it's hard. And I can only imagine being a Duke fan what that does to you. Yeah. Well, I wonder what they think of it. I mean, I would assume Duke. I would assume Duke fans are pretty upset. Me too. Um, my reaction, I, I can see both sides, kind of like you, because. You know, I've seen people say, this isn't opting out. This is quitting. Two weeks left in the year. Your team is not doing very well. This is quitting. And then I've seen, well, if he's not getting paid, then how can he? How can you quit something you're not getting paid to do? But then I think he chose to go to Duke. Yeah. He, he could have went to the G League. He chose to go to Duke. Um, to your point where you say, you know, going to Duke, he wants to go to the league. Obviously, obviously when they're at college, they probably want to win a national championship. But that's not the goal of a top 10, a top 25-star recruit. No. The end goal is not to win the win March Madness. It's to make it to the NBA and maybe just just make a living off of the NBA, I guess. Um, and it's hard to, with the current rules of college basketball and everything, and obviously things are going to change in the next couple of years, but with right now, it's hard to tell a kid that you say, all right, in two years, you're going to be a millionaire in the NBA, but next year, you're going to make no money. And you're just gonna play basketball, and that's it. That's just, you're just gonna play basketball, and you have to do schoolwork. Yeah, and, and you got homework. And obviously, I assume it's very you know that's not as difficult as a yeah. regular student going to Duke. But that's just kind of how I see it. Like you know, they know that they're gonna be making millions. He knows he's gonna be the sixth. You know, whether he's the sixth pick or the sixtieth pick, he's gonna be in the NBA just because he's a was a top rated prospect in high school. Went to Duke. You know, played with one of the better coaches in college basketball. So how I see it is, he knows that he is going to be an NBA player, and that is his goal. So either way, it at this point, if he wants to do what he's got to do, then it's whatever. So I've got another question for you. Uh, what do you think this does to his draft stock? Does it? I it, from what it sounds like, it probably had a downward trajectory. Honestly, with his minutes diminishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think this? you now kind of plants him right where he is, or do you think he might drop or rise? Well, and that's the thing, too, because he said that, you know, the or I mean, he didn't say anything, but I would assume him losing minutes was a key factor in him deciding to, to just be done for the year. Um, but with, you know, if I feel like if he would have stayed at Duke and his minutes continue to suck and he's playing eight minutes, yeah, he that looks way worse. Yeah. And whether it's him, okay, let me get out now and, and just – complete just train the entire that's what time. I was just thinking and no that's what, what I think that? like he's you might as well just stop where you're at yeah. I guess so your your stock doesn't fall but I mean literally eight minutes yeah that's not enough to get drafted and for a team that is like and this was in a win this was in yeah. a North Carolina State win or they beat North Carolina State and Duke is bad yeah like you're, you're you're trying to get back into things um but I don't know I mean it's it's tough. I don't think his stock will, because you look at a guy like James Wiseman. You yeah, know, Wiseman who started off the year really well at Memphis, didn't play college, still was the second pick in the draft, and has done well when in his time in the NBA yeah, so far. I don't think this hurts Jalen Johnson. Yeah, draft but it, stock it also helps. it is a red flag that it is a red flag that Coach K 
was lower, taking away his minutes. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a that shows that something's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, when they're losing a lot of games, you have to change up rotations and kind of like how Tom Izzo has been doing it with the Spartans. So this Jalen Johnson situation is, I, I don't know. I feel like people who are getting upset, it's hard to talk on someone else's future and wealth yeah. and everything. Like it's easy for you and me to sit here and be like, Oh, that's, that's quitting. Yeah, he needs to bullshit. play college. If I was me, I would play <laughs> yeah. for Duke. You're so lucky. Like, I, we can't, I, we can't. Yeah, we're like, not top twenty. We're not top five. Exactly, it's, it's a lot different when you're in their shoes, and that's why I say I don't like when um we'll kind of get into it no, in a few. But it. yeah, with uh you know with the state recruit Enoch uh, Bayuchi, I don't know if I'm. I think I'm saying that right. I've heard it be pronounced like that. But with him decommitting, I'm not too upset about it because I'm not the type of person to hate on someone for choosing where they want to go to college. I don't know. I just think that's. Kind of messed up, and I, I agree. But the thing is, if I was a state fan, and Jay, let's if let's say I was a huge Duke fan, like how I am a state fan, Jalen Johnson opts out. Of course, I would be upset. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be one of my favorite Duke players. Oh, I would. Yeah, sure. I would be upset. I yeah. would so be upset. But it's whatever. I mean, I'm fine with Jalen Johnson doing it, but I do understand why people think it's quitting. Um, but yeah, he chose to go to Duke. That's the part. Yeah. That's the part where I still think can see the side of people getting mad because. He chose to go to Duke and not to go take 500k to play in the G League. So, yeah. and the thing is, if he was playing for a good team, would he still be opting out? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. He's, and he's, that's what it makes feels it look like he's quitting. That's what on makes his team. yeah. That's what makes yeah. it look worse. Like yeah. if Duke was good, you know, top of playing. the ACC like usual, he would uh, probably be playing the rest of the year. Yep, absolutely. So it does look bad. I, it is a bad look for oh, sure. It's, it's just whether look. well whether scouts will take it seriously or not. Yep. But yeah, let's. Let's just hop into the next topic. Yeah, Anok Bayuchi uh, decommits from Michigan State, five-star center in the class of 2022, and is very likely to reclassify to the 2021 class. Um, He gave his reasons for decommitting was that it was nothing against Michigan State program, but he realizes that next year State is going to have all four of their big men that they currently have this year um, with Thomas Kittier, Marcus Bingham, Julius Marble, and uh, Maddie Sissoko, and Sissoko is probably going to have an extended role next year, so it's going to be tough for him to get minutes, but at the same time, he would be the best prospect out of all four of those guys, but Izzo does like to play the upperclassmen, so I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, when he committed, it was the same way, you know? It was no different when he committed, so, like, how did this just randomly appear in his head, you know? and. You know he he came in or he he came out and said that he wants to go somewhere where he comes in right away and is the guy and it's like you so so what you're telling me is you don't want to have to compete for your job yeah which is a weird look but like like I said though in the in, in today's college basketball it's not really about it's not really about where you go to yeah. college it's just about it's where you can play the most that's why you see. Where um, you can look the best. Yeah, exactly. Like Isaiah Stewart going to Washington last year. Like he had he he had State, Duke, and another team in his Kentucky? top five. I think Kentucky. I yeah, think it was Kentucky. and he chose Washington, where he was easily going to get the most you know the most touches there. Whether his yeah his team probably isn't going to be that good, and he's not going to get the recognition he's going to get at Duke or Kentucky. But I mean, every year this happens. Yeah, uh, you see a guy like Ben Simmons go to LSU mm-hmm. of all places. A guy like Markel Fultz also go to Washington. Yeah. Uh, this isn't unusual. It just feels it just, weird that he decommitted because yeah. of a— You don't see many guys decommit from Michigan State. I mean, Jalen Terry did it last year, but for a similar reason, you know, just a, a position not—probably just not going to get much touches at his position. Um, but it's it just sucks because we have a loaded class, you know, with Amani Bates, Max Christie— um, You'd have Pierre three five stars. Yeah, and is the idea. If if 
if Imani Bates and Bayuchi did uh, reclassify, which I assume Bayuchi is going to reclassify because why else would he decommit yeah, if, exactly. he's, if he isn't going to? And if he, especially if he's saying that about next yeah, year's team. because came. three of those centers would be gone if he waited till 2022. Yeah. So he is going to reclassify, I assume. And it's unfortunate because it's it's just a bad time with State doing so poorly. You know, it's kind of a, I don't know. Feels it's, like a nail Because the, the last couple recruiting classes for State, um, the 2018 and 19 class were just not really that bad good I guess they weren't like we didn't really have any top prospects and it's kind of in 2020 as well I mean Sissoko was a high four star AJ Hogard was a you know a four star but we haven't really had top recruiting classes and just have one of our guys from our top classes decommit just sucks and I think it's kind of showing that you guys haven't had many top recruits recently because the top recruits you have have left already Mm -hmm. and now you're just left with everybody else and it's just not working yeah uh so that it does hurt for next year uh because you guys were again supposed to have one of the best colleges or best classes in the country, uh, yeah. But you still have Max Christie. To look forward to exactly. And Max I Christie. Max think, Christie is not going to decommit. No. I mean, he 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 posted a uh, thing on Instagram yesterday, just like a a couple pictures from his game he had last night, and the location was Michigan State University, and the, it was yeah. in like Texas or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I am a huge fan of Max Christie. Yeah. He's a baller. He's a guy I will be supporting he's a all dog. the time at State. I like Max Christie a lot. Like I'm, I'm super. I hope he's one of the next best. State yeah, I want him to stay players. for two or three years at State too. Oh yeah, I definitely think he'll be a, at least a two year two year player for yeah. sure. But um, yeah, let's hop into the last news topic, um, and it will kind of shoot us into our. Next topic, but Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond both are going to be sat out until the Pistons and Cavs can come to an agreement to a trade with both of them. The Pistons situation is much different. So which one do we want? Let's talk about Blake Griffin Blake, first. It's the simple one. Um, Blake Griffin is played very poorly this year. He's really His game is just... His career's just been diminished by injury. I mean, it's really starting to show this year and last year it was where as two years ago, he took this Pistons team to the playoffs, a horrible Pistons team to the playoffs. Third team All-NBA, averaged 24 a game, 7-5 and five with it, I'm pretty sure, and was just a playmaker, like one of the best all-around players in the NBA at his position for sure, and has just become a spot-up shooter now, hasn't dunked a basketball in two years which um, is nuts. That is the he's craziest. Dunked the ball eight ever. times a game with the Clippers. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just he's turning into another one of those just guys that careers get cut short. He's only thirty one years old, and he looks like a very old thirty one. Like oh, he looks like thirty six, yeah. thirty seven. The way he moves, mm-hmm. and uh, he's on a large contract. I mean, there's. I assume that there is teams that would like to have Blake Griffin because he is in a bad situation. I mean, the Pistons suck, so like, I wouldn't really want to be playing that good I mean, either. He, do, he doesn't really have like a. I don't want to say a not competent point guard, but not like yeah. a true, true. And he point also guard. knows that he's definitely not a part of this team's future. This yeah. team does have a is is they don't have a bright future, but they're moving in the right direction. Good start. But he knows that he's not a part of that. So what mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I would, and this was a mutual agreement between him and and the Pistons. Um, he wants to be moved just yeah. as much as they want to move. But I don't him. think he, they're going to be able to trade him. Me either. I think I mean, it'll be come. I think it'll come to a buyout. It will come to a buyout, which is going to be difficult because he's not on a one year deal. He, I mean, technically he's on a one year deal, but he has a player option for next year, which he would be stupid not to accept. He definitely is going to accept it. So, so. maybe you can help explain to me how a buyout actually works. They just come to an agreement of you pay me ten million dollars right now. Well, like usually with buyouts, with buyouts only happen with one expiring deals usually, okay. like. Like I don't, I've never personally seen a buyout other than um, Nicholas Batum's, where it's n- more than one year. 
So, like, last year, like, when Markeith Morris went in the Pistons and, and Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson was making, like, $18 million. They just bought him out. That You you pay him the rest that you owe him right then and there, go. and then he can go sign with someone else and make more money. Oh. Um, you Usually they will sign a very small deal with that other team because they're getting money from their previous yep. team and they want to go play for a contender. With Blake Griffin... I don't know how they're going to do it because they can stretch his contract out. That's how the Nicholas Batum thing. He was owed $27 million by Charlotte. They stretch it out to where they're giving him $9 million for the next three years, and he's not even on their team. Then now he's on the Clippers, probably making veterans minimum, I would assume. That makes sense, though. That but actually... Blake Griffin is making – we owe him a lot more money than 20. We Yeah, we owe him – uh, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I think it's I, I think it's high 60s, yeah, because I think his player option is $38 million, and – He's making. 30 I think he's thirty. Right yeah, now. I think he's making thirty mil right now. So it's just a, it's a lot of money. I don't know how they would stretch it out. Maybe over four years. It's kind of how like a Josh Smith situation worked. The Pistons paid him for a long time, but um, I don't expect Blake to be out of the NBA. I definitely think a team would want him at a contending team. Even I've seen I, I have seen a couple trades, um, like trade suggestions, but I just don't think they would ever happen. Like there was a. I mean, Blake Griffin's averaging 13 points a game and, this year. And it's, not on, and it's all on jump shots. Yeah, like he's just not, I don't know. He's just not Blake Griffin like he used to be. And he's if he wasn't over, if he was making like 20 mil, it'd be different. You yeah. might be able to move him. You have to, you, we'd have to give up assets to move him though. And that's not what Troy Weaver is wanting to do right now. It's funny to listen to the way we talk about Blake Griffin and his struggles versus the way we talk about Andre Drummond last yeah. year. Because we were so, get him, we don't like him. But Blake Griffin, we're like, you know, it's just not right. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. He's Something's off. And I just, I mean, I like Blake. Yeah, I, I love don't want to I love what he's done for the Pistons. And, you know, he's been a great, I've been a fan of Blake. He's been the best player on my favorite team for the last, like, three years. So, of course, I'm going to like him. But it's, it's hard just, not it's to, come especially. to an end. I mean, it's, and I don't know how, I don't know what they're going to do. I assume they're going to explore the trade market and see what they could get for him, but I don't think anyone's going to want it to yeah. do a trade. It's going to be very difficult just to match contracts. So The thing is, Detroit was never really the spot for a guy like Blake Griffin anyways. Mm-hmm. Blake Griffin is an entertainer, like true at heart. Yeah. He is an entertainer. He is more a New He's York. He's a comedian. L.A., uh, some other big names, Miami, yeah. uh, Chicago. I think in Miami, city. I don't know if he would fit there like – as far as basketball wise, but the culture there would—I don't know. I mean, they—they they aren't doing very well right not now. Not anymore. But, but I'm saying, like, just as an entertainer, yeah. he's not a small market guy. He's—he's he's not like a Giannis, who yeah. is a small market guy to me. You know, he's not much of an entertainer outside of the game. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's easy to say that because he's never played yeah. in a large market. But, um, yeah, with Blake Griffin, I just—I and the same thing. I don't really want to make a trade because the point of us not playing Blake Griffin is so Sadiq Bay and Sekou can play more. But like. I don't really want to make a trade for Blake Griffin because we're going to have, if we do make a trade, we, are we have to get yeah. players back. And so, like, it's just more players that we are maybe have to play um, unless we make a trade and then buy out those guys immediately. But like I said, I don't think they'll have to make a trade. We'll have to pay him. It's whatever. I don't really mind. Me either. I, it's it's okay just to him, him just Who are we going to spend that money yeah. on anyway? Even, like, even if we stretch out his buyout contract for the next five, six years. That would, that would kind of suck. I would rather just pay him the rest of this year, and then next year we'll pay you that $38 million as if you were on our team and you're not. Like, oh, I would, yeah, I would rather okay. just – because you can do that too. Yeah, so that like, would work. I would rather just do that because stretching it over – I mean, it would be nice could be less every year, but I just don't want to have to be paying him for the next five yeah, years right. too. No, that's actually – yeah, just pay him next year. Mm-hmm. Just let him play for the Clippers. Yeah. We'll pay him. <laughs> so on to Andre Drummond. Um, 
Way this different. one's a lot more different because there's been rumors about a Drummond buyout, but there's no way. If he gets bought out, I'm going to quit watching the NBA because he's just like, that's just stupid. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. No wait. team wants to trade like it's because he can just get bought out and then go play for Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you know, and it's just like, that's just dumb. Like that's, I don't know, but it's just also crazy to think of what we got for Andre Drummond and teams. The Cavs are actually probably going to get. I mean, they're going to get more value than Brandon Something. Knight and John Henson in a second-round pick. Because there are so many teams that need a guy like Drummond right And now. Drummond has been playing, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that just need a big. Um, but, yeah, Drummond is going to be done. This one was a little different because the Cavs have started to play really poorly. Um, Jarrett Allen is definitely their future center, even though he's kind of, you know, there's a couple clips of him being pretty frustrated already with the Cavaliers. But, yeah, let's. we're just going to talk about some Drummond trades and and possibly where he could go. So I'm just going to name. These are just five that were from Bleacher Report uh, that I just wrote down, figured we would talk about. First one is the Charlotte Hornets, um, a team that is in the playoff race right now, doesn't really have a good center. They've kind of been in the market for a center for the past couple of years. They would be trading for Drummond and giving up Malik Monk, Cody Zeller, and Bismack Biombo. Oh, my. If I'm Charlotte, I would do that. If I'm Charlotte, I'm doing that. If I'm Cleveland... You're getting Malik Monk. You're getting an, and Biombo and Zeller are both on expiring deals. So I guess you only have to deal with them for this year. But you're also adding. I mean, you're get you're not fixing your center position. Yeah, woes. but you don't have to play. You don't have. You could buy both of them out if you want. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and you don't have to play Biombo. Yeah, and I was actually I was uh, that's funny because I was thinking the Hornets do need a, they they've been in the market for a big man for so long. They've been dealing with Cody Zeller yeah. and Bismarck. <laughs> like, Exactly. Uh, so no, that trade definitely makes sense. Malik for Monk. Charlotte. I mean, I would. Yeah, I would definitely take um like if the, for Charlotte. I mean, because you're getting Drummond for one year because he he's gonna. I mean, you might be able to re-sign him, but I don't know who's gonna pay him this off season or anything. Um, if you think that you can re-sign him, then I would be willing to give up Malik Monk. But if if it's for like a rental just for this year, I don't know because Malik Monk has been playing kind of decent this year. Yeah, so. And- you're not. It's not like you're gonna win out, go out and win a ring. Yeah, with him playing. Center. But they are gonna make the. I mean, if they, I don't want to say they are gonna make the playoffs, but they would be a playoff contender. And with Lamelo Ball in his rookie year, that's really good for a rookie to yeah. have to get that playoff experience early. Yeah, they're, they'd be a fringe playoff team. Mm-hmm. They'd be right there. They might. They might yeah. make it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. The next team um, is one that I definitely am like. A, I like. Uh, it's the Dallas Mavericks trading for Drummond. Um, they they would be giving up Dwight Powell, James Johnson, and their second round pick in the next two drafts, so in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Um, this makes sense because Kristaps Porzingis is he's really not a center. I mean, it's kind of come clear he doesn't even he doesn't go in the paint like at all. No. All he does is shoot threes. Um, and so to have that rebounding presence in Drummond would be huge for the Mavericks. I think next to Porzingis because their size would just be really well. And Drummond, honestly, he. He doesn't really. He does. He can like play make a little bit actually. Like he's well, not. He's not an efficient player at all. But with the ball in his hand, I don't. I'm not like nervous. I guess. I actually. I like that deal a lot because mm-hmm. we were talking about this the other day. Uh, Sam and I were sitting down watching the Mavericks game, and it was just you know it's it's amazing to watch KP these days because mm-hmm. he he doesn't dunk on anybody. No, he's not going he, to the paint like he used to. He doesn't get his. He'll still get blocks. But like he doesn't get rebounds like he yeah. used to either. So he averages like six or seven rebounds a game. So bringing in a guy like Drummond to just do everything that KP doesn't, because KP does fine as a four. Yeah. But the Mavs need a five right now mm-hmm. is what the issue is. And they're trying to use Porzingis as the five, which yeah. is just you know it doesn't it, work. It feels like KP is way older than he is from the way yeah. he's from the way his career is 
changed. I mean, he used to be so athletic. Yeah. And he's already not as that a tall, anymore. as a huge player. Like how old is Like KP? it's crazy that he's seven foot three and we're saying that he can't play center. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just so weird. Um but I look at this deal too and I'm thinking the Cavs could probably get something better. I mean James Johnson is only in this trade for money. Dwight Powell is only in this trade for money. Um, and the you know the two second round picks or yeah, two maybe because it's two seconds and no other team would give up two. But I mean, if I'm them, I would rather take Malik Monk. Me too. Than taking a second round pick. Eh, I don't know. Maybe this year's draft. I don't know. It's tough. The next one though is a three team trade. It has the New York Knicks getting Andre Drummond. Uh, with you know Mitchell Robinson being out for a few months, it's kind of going to be his replacement. And they they also get the Mavs set. The Mavericks are in this one as well. They get the Mavs second. The Mavericks get Alec Burks, Frank Nilakina, and Reggie Bullock. Just some more wing players to help them out. And then the Cavs get Kevin Knox, who they have rumored they want to trade. Um, James Johnson and a, a Dallas second round pick. I like that a lot, actually. I do too. Um, I'm not sure the, the Mavericks Cavs get do. Kevin Knox. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know why would the Mavericks want to get Reggie Bullock. And I mean, Alec Burks. I mean, Alex Burks is pretty nice, I guess. And I, hey, you're only giving up James Johnson really in two seconds. I would probably do that if I was the Mavericks. Yeah, three players: Reggie Bullock, would Alec the, Burks, and Frank. Yeah, that's would the good. Knicks do it though? I mean, yeah, you're getting Drummond, but you're getting him for a one year rental just to replace Robinson while he's out, and you're giving up. Frank Knox and Alec Burks. I mean Reggie Bullock too, but I mean Burks and Bullock are both going to be gone after this year, anyways. But you're giving up two young players. I know both are looking like busts, but still, I mean, I don't know. That trade's all right. Kevin Knox is a tough one for me to let go. Just mm-hmm. I was, I was a guy who was they have said that. that they are going to trade him. Yeah, but I, he still one. has potential. He does. It's still there. Yeah. The last two, um, I I do like. Uh, it's this one is with the San Antonio Spurs, a team that I have not really seen in the drum and talk at all. But it's they are getting Lamarcus Aldridge and their second round pick this year, the Cavs for Drummond. Oh, that's which that's not bad. Isn't bad because honestly, the Cavs would probably just buy Aldridge out. Aldridge, I'm pretty sure is a ooh. Actually, I don't know if he's a free agent or not this off season. But Aldridge has really not been good this year. He's been hurt for a while, but when he has played. He's just—he's older now, you know. He's yeah. just turning into one of those players that's going to retire in the next couple of years. And the Spurs are playing pretty good basketball without a good center, so I like it for the Spurs. For the Cavs, though, you're not really—you're you're not second. really getting anything. You're getting so a second. you could probably get something better. And then the last one. This one is a really interesting three-team trade. Um, Toronto Raptors are getting Drummond here, a team that has been rumored. Them and the Celtics, I think, are the two teams yeah. that have come out and said they are interested in Drummond. Um, Toronto gets Drummond in this trade. Denver is in this trade, and they get Norman Powell, Aaron Baines, Stanley Johnson, and Patrick McCaw. So I don't know how like they get four players out of this. And then Cleveland gets Gary Harris and Denver's first-round pick this year. Lottery protected, but I assume, I mean, they're not going to, they'll make the playoffs. So the Cavs will get Denver's pick, which, I mean, Cleveland getting a first-round pick out of Drummond, I think, I would take that over any any day. over Malik Monk over Kevin Knox just because those guys don't really have as much potential as a first round pick as a you know a twentieth pick let's say that would especially be in this year yeah and um, Denver I would be willing to give up that pick because Norman Powell is a much upgraded version of Gary Harris mm-hmm. for sure and you're getting Aaron Baines to come off your bench and be a stretch five um, Toronto does Toronto do it though that's the part that really is the the factor for me. I mean, they said they are interested in Drummond, but you're giving up Norman Powell, who 
I still say to this day, I think he's one of the like the best role players in the NBA. Like at for he's just a really, really good role player. You're giving up Aaron Baines. I know he hasn't been that good this year, but he's still a quality player. Yeah. Man. For a for a, like I said, a half year rental of Drummond. If you're confident you can extend him, then maybe you do it, but I don't know. Because you're gonna be know. losing Kyle Lowry this year as well, so you're gonna have money to sign him, but and I'm looking at the roster. Uh you're really I think you really limit uh, Pascal Siakam by putting Drummond in the paint. Mm-hmm. I think you seriously limit him and stunt his growth for half a year. And you're giving up Norm Powell, who I really, really like. Yeah. Like, that Nuggets team would be very good with Norman Powell and Aaron Baines. Yeah. I would love those two guys. And this, the but mix. the thing is, though, this is a thing for Toronto where they had a s- slow start to the year. They have picked it up, but they're still, like... They're in the playoffs, but they're below 500 still. So this is this move kind of is to jump them up into the you know higher part of the Eastern Conference. But it's it's risky because you're giving up Norman Powell, who is under contracts. I mean, at least for next year. Um, just it's I don't tough. know. It's, it's tough. Tough. Uh, trading Drummond alone is tough. Mm-hmm. We learned that last year. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a market for him, but not for there's a market for him. Not for his uh, contract. Yeah, and there's two teams here that I definitely think are going to be active to get Drummond that there wasn't trades for, and that is Boston and Brooklyn. Um, Boston being the main one because they have a trade exception for Gordon Hayward. They have a couple larger contracts they can try and move. Daniel Tyson, Tristan Thompson. I mean, not larger, but in that you know eight to twelve million dollar range. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Drummond. Hopefully, he gets traded sooner rather than later, just because it it's kind of pointless him just sitting the bench right now. I mean, he's he's. He's still a good player. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm not a Drummond fan, but he's still a good player. So he definitely doesn't deserve to be just sitting out right now. I want to see him play for a good team because he's never gotten to play for a good team. Never. (laughs) He he doesn't know what it's like. He's made the playoffs like twice, um, got swept in the first round both times. (laughs) But that's the thing. Drummond on a good team, I just don't. Kenny said the other day, he's the only player he's ever seen that is good, that he thinks is good and bad at basketball yeah like oh absolutely <laughs> like he's he is good but on a good team he's i don't think he'd be good me either i think <laughs> he'd be very bad so yeah like, like he'd, he'd just be out would there. he make the team bad i don't know would he just be another like uh, tristan thompson was good for he would year. have to change his role they all completely yeah he'd have to play like tristan thompson mm-hmm. and uh yeah. for the Cavs. so on that note i think it's time to hop into our uh power rankings we're already like 40 minutes in and we haven't even gotten into the power rankings so We've got a lot. Let's to talk do about. it. Um, yeah, this is the second time we've done this. Um, it's we did the first one like what a week two two and a half weeks ago, one and a half week. It was on Not a Saturday, sure. but this was hard. It was hard. Yeah, this is this is so hard. Every because there's time. A, it's things have changed. I mean, there's there's a there's definitely tiers of teams for sure. So yeah, and that's the way the NBA works. Yeah, there's tiers like big mm-hmm. time. Okay, I want to ask right now before we no, I'll wait till when we're done. Actually, yeah. I'll wait till we're done. Number 30 for me is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Me too. Yep. Minnesota Timberwolves. 7 and 21, worst record in the NBA. Uh they don't have their star point guard for the next few weeks. It's it's not going to be a fun season for Minnesota. Yeah. We've talked about them enough this we, episode. Hey, we don't even talk anymore. <laughs> Who you got at 29? 29 might be a surprise actually. It is still the Detroit Pistons for me. Uh, yeah, they've won a couple big yeah, games, but they're not good. <laughs> I don't have the Pistons here at 29. Um, I have the Washington Wizards at 29 because I wanted to put the Pistons a little higher just because <laughs> yeah. they have had some, you know, they're on a two-game winning streak. But Washington is too. Um, they're, Washington's sitting at 8-17. and 17. Bradley Beal is still playing really good. But other than that, they still suck. Yep. Uh, number 27. Wait, do you have a – you or, didn't say you're 28. 28 is what I meant. Oh, That's okay. what I meant. I, I, <laughs> 
uh, I have a team that at last time I made this power rankings was way higher. Like, way higher. I've got oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I figured that's who it was. Uh, one and nine, lost eight straight. This team is just completely flipped around, mm-hmm. not looking good. Uh, I've got them at 28. Yeah, and it's, you know, like I said, there was that play the other night of Jared Allen getting all mad, and Cavs fans are kind of overreacting to it, but I don't know. I mean, they Colin Sexton has not been the yeah, Colin Sexton no. from two weeks ago. Neither is just anyone on that team. But it's not a bad thing that they suck. I mean, it would be... It would because they, 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 they have a nice young future. Yeah. Like they really do. You don't have you don't have to go out and compete this year. You can benefit from being a lottery team again this year for sure. And you could even trade that pick for a veteran player to maybe help your team out, or you can just keep drafting young guys. Um, yeah, I, I mean they've got some guys under contract right now for a while. I mm-hmm. mean Jared Allen, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Uh, why can't I think of the rookie's name? Okoro. Okoro. <laughs> uh, and those are lots of good guys. You throw in one lottery pick, and then you then you then you start trying to win now. Yeah. And then it's okay. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have pieces that they can move, like Drummond. Yep. They're gonna get something for Drummond. Kevin Love, I don't think will finish the year as a Cavalier. I assume he'll get bought out or traded at some point. Um, yeah. I mean, this team is. Th- there's nothing to worry about as a Cavs fan. No. But like, nothing. yeah, they have been playing very badly though. They are still the best, uh, like, or still the worst scoring team in the NBA, too. I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're 30th in the NBA points per game. So who's your 28? My 28 was the Pistons. Okay. Um, yeah, I love the Pistons, what the moves that they're making. Sadiq Bey is finally playing big minutes. They play tonight against the Bulls. I'm super excited to watch him because I haven't watched him in a few days, and I really want to see if Sadiq Bey is going to con- He played 38 minutes in their game against the Pelicans the other night. I want to see if he continues to play that much. Um, Seku has been hurt the last two games. That's why he hasn't played at all. So. They play tonight, right? Yeah, they play. They play Chicago tonight. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. And there's been a couple players on the Pistons that are raising their trade uh, deadline potential with Delon Wright, Delon Wright, and Wayne Ellington specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Delon Wright is reportedly the Sixers are interested in Delon Wright. Um, Ellington, I feel like Wayne Ellington will probably end up just being a buyout, buyout. guy, or he'll just play the rest of the year, but. I mean, he's a valuable player. He knocks down shots like crazy. But Josh Jackson has been playing really well. Svee even had a good game. I like I like the Pistons, man. They're they are fun to no, watch. No, I don't no, care no. what anyone says. I Kenny love even said it the, the other Pistons. day. He said the other day he goes he because he was talking. To, it was on his Kenny for real thing, and he was like. The other week, I was like, man, why would I watch the Pistons? Like, he was like, I'm not going to talk about them. I didn't watch it. Why would I watch it? He goes, now I watch every Pistons game. They're he so goes, much he goes fun. they're fun to watch. They really are fun no, to watch. And. I love this Pistons they roster. They are doing like Troy Weaver is so far done such an excellent job as a GM of this team. He is really all in on the youth movement, and I love it. Like and I, I love it. Dwayne Casey's now in. Yeah, I mean he came out and said it. This might be his last. Like year. Dwayne Casey, yeah. You as long as well, I'll make you a deal. You you absolutely commit to this this youth movement. And next year we'll you can go sign with a good team <laughs> yeah. and maybe be their coach. But <laughs> just come here for now. Just yeah. just lose is all we need. Um but yeah, the Pistons, I like watching the Pistons. Me too. Um Well, I'll talk about something with the Pistons once I get to another team later that I a topic I kinda wanted to bring up, but yeah. I'll wait till we get to that other team. My number twenty seven is the Washington Wizards. Okay, and my number twenty seven is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So. All new teams. My yep. number twenty six, Orlando Magic. My Two number my number 26 is the Houston Rockets, another team that is on it. Yep. They've lost six, six straight. straight. Um, they've, you know, the, they looked good after the James Harden trade for like a week. And ever since then, they really don't. But um, I think it was who's that rookie they got? Jay Sean Tate. He's been playing really well for them, actually. Mm-hmm. He's 
But Christian Wood injury also doesn't help at all because Boogie, I love Boogie. He's just not what he used to be, yep. and he really can't do as much as Christian Wood can. And I think this team had there was an excitement after the James Harden trade. I think that's probably left as they've realized, yeah. wait a minute, we might not be mm-hmm. that good. John Wall's finally back, and he's been playing pretty well. VO's been kind of banged up. Yeah, VO too. I, it's inter- it's interesting to see what they're going to do with Victor Oladipo yep. because there's a lot of rumor that they're just going to flip Oladipo at the deadline, which would make sense because he is an unrestricted free agent this offseason, and a contender would like a guy like Oladipo for sure. Um, uh, so Magic are two and eight in their last ten. Yeah. So that's why I've got them. I got so them at twenty five too. Yeah, so. And my twenty five is the uh, Houston Rockets. Yeah. I mean I Orlando. Really to... Yeah, I haven't really got to watch much of them in this losing streak. Um, They're Vucevic is still balling. Other than that, they're without their two young stars. Yeah. So uh, twenty they can they can benefit from being a poor team yeah, this year absolutely. for sure. Twenty four. I've got the Atlanta Hawks. I also got the Atlanta Hawks. Man, they're two and eight in their last ten as well. They've lost four straight. What is up with the Atlanta Hawks? They were supposed to be this. They were supposed to be top of the Eastern. I mean, not top, but a in Eastern there. Conference playoff team. They brought. They just have such a nice put together roster, and they just can't put it together. Uh, this was the team that I wanted to talk about when I said I'm going to bring up something. I'm pretty sure the Atlanta Hawks said they are going to trade John Collins, um, whether it's in the off season or at the trade deadline, because he is a guy who. He declined like a twenty, a high twenty extension, but he wants a max. And is he a max player? The Atlanta Hawks don't think so. So what I was thinking is, what what would it take for the Detroit Pistons to get John Collins? Would you give John Collins the max? First of all, as a pit, like let's say they don't trade him, we wait till the off season. He's a restricted free agent. Pistons throw him a bag, five year player option on the fifth year bag max contract. Would you be okay with that? No. <laughs> I, I, and I just wanted to see what you I'm, say. I, I'm a guy who's just not very high on John Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never have been. I think he's a showstopper. He reminds me a lot of Kuzma. Uh, and they're not similar. Uh, it's just like how they are. Uh, and what I mean by that is consistency. Mm-hmm. They're just not there. Uh, John Collins is not worth a max right now. I really don't think so. I don't even think if you base it off his potential, he's worth a max. I don't see him as a max contract player ever in yeah. the NBA. That's that's the thing. I I feel like someone will give him Me the too. max though. So if I'm Atlanta, it's let's say if they continue to just like be kind of average and like out of the playoff race, I would trade him at the deadline. If not though, like if they're not trying to trade John Collins for like a you know four first round picks, like they're they're still trying to do good. I mean, they went out and spent money this offseason. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that it would be for some talent in return. And a trade that I saw was with the Pistons. It was a three-team trade, sending John Collins to Detroit. Blake Griffin is in the trade, sending him to OKC, back to Oklahoma. Um, And then Al Horford's involved in the trade because he yep, money. because of money. I think he's going to Atlanta, back to Atlanta. And then we also give Atlanta Jeremy Grant, <gasps> which... I wouldn't want to give up on no. Jeremy. But, like, the thing is, who has more potential, though? John Collins or Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant. You think so? Yeah, and Jeremy Grant. John Collins is four years younger. Yeah, but Jeremy Grant's contract is yeah. so pretty. It's so nice. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. I, I'm not, I, don't, but, I don't think John Collins. No, trust me. I, I don't want to trade Jeremy Grant either. Yeah. Like, it's way too early. to. I, don't, I want to see what he can do, you know, for a whole season. Maybe two. I want yeah. to see him oh, next definitely. year. Oh, I do too, but it's too early to... To trade Jeremy Grant. Like, I, I wouldn't want to as a Pistons fan. I don't think Troy Weaver would do that. 
But it's interesting because, like, next year, I wouldn't mind. Imagine if we got both of them, you know, if, oh. if we went out and gave John Collins a max. I just don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to see. Yep. But I definitely think the Pistons would be one of those teams that would be in the talks for acquiring John Collins. Yeah, and I, think, and I don't think it doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense is giving him a max. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we are loaded at a f- the forward, forward. position. So yeah, like, we have Sekou, yeah. Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bey. He's got, he can actually he I, can play the two. I really do think Sadiq Bey will be a two. Yeah, a career especially two. with the current Pistons front office yeah. and everything. They Troy Weaver likes the tall twos. Josh mm-hmm. Jackson placed the two. He's six eight. So yeah, and you know what's funny about this Hawks team that I want to talk about is the Miami Heat were a team that wasn't star loaded. They weren't really star heavy. They were just built perfectly. Uh-huh. And that is exactly what I thought would happen with the Atlanta Hawks. Clearly shows why I'm sitting here on a podcast yeah. and not the GM of an NBA Because <laughs> if I'm looking I at, didn't have them in the playoffs. Just want to just want to <laughs> let that be known. I looked at their <laughs> roster and thought they'd be one of the best teams in the East. Like That's actually the a top on five. paper teams are much different. I mean on paper there's a lot of teams that I Washington Wizards should be a playoff team on paper. So see on paper to me though the Hawks should be great. Yeah, like their roster just seems Danilo Gallinari doesn't need the ball to be successful. But the thing is, Danilo Gallinari has been really bad yeah. this year. But yeah. why? Bogdanovich has been hurt the whole year. I mean this this team also has had the injury bug for sure. But they were also built for the they injury were built. Bug. Yeah, they were built for for a COVID season. Yeah, and. It just Clearly hasn't not. looked well. Clearly we are wrong. But there's plenty of time to pick it up, especially in an Eastern Conference where there's like two teams above 500 or mm-hmm. three teams above 500. So, like, it's they definitely can turn things around. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with John Collins. I'll tell you right now, in in my power rankings, it is very West heavy. Oh, very. I, I, th- I would be surprised if it wasn't. 23, <laughs> though. I do have Western Conference team. I got the OKC Thunder. They are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Uh it just it, it Al Horford's actually been playing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Oddly. Shea's been out too for like yeah. the last week. Um, OKC definitely like is really competitive though, and they they don't know how to tank either. They remind me of the Pistons. <laughs> they don't know how to <laughs> tank. Don't. Like they need they really need to start playing bad because yeah. there's no point in them doing good. But whatever. Uh, I got the Sacramento Kings at 23 though. They've lost four straight. Um, I got the Kings don't higher. Got, don't got much to say about it them. Was actually, because I, I I looked at it, then I saw their losing streak, and I was like, ah. Eh. They're not that much higher. I'll tell you. <laughs> they are thirtieth uh, in the NBA in points allowed. They give up. They're they're the worst defensive team in the NBA. Technically, twenty two. I have the Miami Heat. They are on the up and ups. They are starting to play well. They're five and five in their last ten. Things are starting to turn around. I'm still not sold. I'm not sure how good. Wow, this that's team is. low. That's really low. Like I know that they're not doing good. I don't have them like high or anything. No. But I just feel like they're better. They're, they're still better than a lot of. Yeah, the, there the are two teams. teams. Uh, that are I have in front of them that I think could be put behind them. Actually. Okay. Uh, my number twenty two is OKC though. I got them uh, eleven and sixteen. Like we said, they're all right. They're all right. They're Nothing just much there. About them. Uh, twenty one. I got Chicago Bulls also five and five in their last time. I also got Chicago Bulls at twenty one. Um, I don't really know what to talk about them. They but. are also in a weird situation with Zach Levine because it was looking like Zach Levine was for sure going to get traded, but now he's kind of gotten to the point where he's like. He's kind of like too good to just leave to trade. I yeah. mean, I feel like you might have to just try and throw him a bag, and and maybe he wants to stay in Chicago, but he's gonna get a bag yeah, by somewhere. someone. It's just I don't think he wants to go back to Chicago or stay in Chicago. So number uh, twenty, number twenty, I got the Sacramento Kings. Okay, number twenty, I have kind of a surprise here. I feel like you might have them a little higher. It's the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Um, a little bit. Not they're much. eleven and twelve. You know, they've still played like the least amount of games because they had to sit out a bunch. Um, speaking of that, the Spurs are going to be missing their next four, and I think Charlotte is the other team that's going to be missing in their next couple games. But Memphis is, you know, John Morant. Since coming back, he played really well right when he came back, and ever since then, he just hasn't been shooting the ball very well. He doesn't really shoot that many threes really anymore. Um, but Memphis, like I said, is another team that can benefit from being bad, and I think that they should. I honestly, I would move to the not the tank, but just you know, not just not Coast, do so well. Cruise yeah. control, exactly. You don't have to if you're down by twenty in a game. Let's just lose that one, yep. you know? So, well, especially with Jaron Jackson. Don't bring him back this yeah, year. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I would definitely. Unless, unless for some reason Memphis goes on a 10-game win streak, like starts going off, yeah, then you do. But this is a team that, like, if they if they get a top-10 pick, I wouldn't even dra- I wouldn't draft someone. I would trade no, that. Trade. I would trade that pick and when? get a star. Get a Bradley Beal on your yep. team and become a top dog in the West. I agree. Number 19, a team that for a second – was really turning it around. The New Orleans Pelicans. I got them at 19, too. Still just not very good. <laughs> They're all, Yeah, I mean, the thing is... Now we're talking about mid-tier teams. Okay, this is the... I'm about to say the weirdest thing ever, something that I never thought I would say. Zion is underrated. <laughs> he is. <laughs> no one talks about Zion anymore. Yeah. Zion is really good. Yeah, like, he, he is. Actually, it's, it, and it's, it's weird that he's good to me. Because he doesn't shoot. He actually did make a three the other night. But he doesn't shoot. He literally gets all of his points in the paint, but he just doesn't miss. He's a smaller player that plays in the paint in today's NBA. Like how would how would that work? You know? How, yeah. No. But he's just a bully in the paint. He's so he can score on anyone. No one can guard Giannis. Rudy Gobert in the paint. That's easy. That's barbecue chicken. You know he can score with Zion. You yeah. Or Noah. Noah. Oh yeah. Did I say yeah? Why did I say Giannis? No, you're good. Yeah. You're no good. one can defend Zion no, in the paint. No. It's like, the weirdest thing. He's like a beast, and I, I really am starting to see that Zion's going to be like a, the best player in the NBA thing, mainly because he's on my fantasy team. Um, but yeah, it, he, he it's his ability to hang in the air yeah. that I think makes him and so he does, And he controls the ball so well, yeah. too, when he's in the air. Yeah. Uh, Zion is, I love the memes of the ESPN <laughs> when LaMelo Ball yeah, got I drafted. <laughs> throwing throwing away, Zion, Zion away. away. But um, yeah, it's all, another interesting scenario for them is the Lonzo Ball because I it looks like he's gonna get traded, but once it looks like a lot of players are gonna get <laughs> traded and they never do. So eighteen, this is a team that I seriously I don't like putting this low and it makes me feel weird because roster wise they are so good and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they are five and five in their last ten, haven't been very good, and. Luca hasn't been very great. He's yeah. been good. I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers, but, but they're not translating. Yeah. Something's wrong, clearly. They're not winning. They'd be winning. Because any other guy puts up numbers like that, that's not Bradley Beal. Their team usually wins. So yeah. it's scary when Luca's <laughs> not, doing yeah. that. Um, yeah, Dallas is. I mean, because Luca, like, he, he's putting up great numbers and he has been shooting the ball better, too. But I don't know if it's such a Luca problem, though, because. I'm not sure yeah, it is either. Dallas, they got to do something because they're. They just can't shoot the ball very well, and they also can't play defense. And I feel like you have to either be good at one or the other to be a, a good team. Mm-hmm. Like last year, they were a very good shooting team. weren't wasn't a very good defense, but Best at least they could the at least they could shoot the ball really well. Yeah. This year, they can't really do either. You know, so <laughs> uh, they they need to do something because they're sitting at thirteen and fifteen. Which if they're in the East, yeah, they'd be a playoff team, but <laughs> not in the West. I I really saw Luca, and I know this is super early to say, and this is my way too early hot take. But I thought Luca was going to be a Dallas Mavericks lifer. Like I just saw them. Already, you don't think he's gonna? 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like, and now I'm like, huh, he might leave. I mean, he is in so, three years. I, that's okay, why I'm yeah, it's, it's way too it's early. It's way too early it's to way say, too early. I could, I will, I don't think he will ever that's leave That's what Dallas. I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I thought. I think he'll be on, I think he'll be just like Dirk. Or Giannis. But, I mean, I he Giannis has such a, he has, we have 15 more years yeah. of Luka, so. <laughs> Which is nuts. Yeah. My number 18 is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Yeah, I mean, Mellow Ball. Here's a question. Uh, They were talking about this on Through the Wire. You're a GM. You get to choose one of these players to be your franchise point guard for the future. LaMelo Ball or Ja Morant? Who are you picking? Oh, my word. Ja Morant. I'm, I'm taking Ja Morant, too, but LaMelo That's Ball. That's so tough. It's, if, if you asked me that question a month ago, it's Ja Morant 100%. Now, it's debatable. Yeah, it for oh. sure is debatable. Well, because LaMelo's six foot nine, And LaMelo's also two years younger than Ja Morant. Ja Morant's like 22, I think, already. LaMelo Ball's a child. Yeah. In the NBA. <laughs> he acts like a child in the NBA. I'm surprised some of the players don't be like his father. <laughs> like, actually. But LaMelo Ball is really just, like, made... It, you you were talking about this a couple weeks ago, but, like, he's just... He, he takes the stress off of Rozier and, and Devontae Graham. Like, he does all the playmaking. So those guys who really aren't true point guards, Rozier and they're scores, yeah. uh, in my opinion. They're, they're not they're point. Malik Monk, too. Malik Monk is a very undersized shooting guard. He's, like, 6'1". He's just, they're scores. They're not playmakers. With LaMelo Ball there, them three guys, that three-point guard lineup of Melo, Rozier, and Devontae Graham, guess what? It works. Yeah. Especially Gordon Hayward's been hurt. That's what they've been doing. They've been running them three together on the court a lot. LaMelo is playing point guard, but he is the small forward yeah, on defense. Exactly. He's six foot. I mean, he I mean, plays yeah. point guard on offense and small forward on defense. Which is what the NBA has been moving towards mm-hmm. this whole time is versatility. Yeah. You know, can you play point guard on offense and go guard? You know, Cade Cunningham's going to go in this year, play point Be the guard primary on ball handler, play point guard, and, and then go guard a four maybe. One through four. <laughs> yeah. He'll go guard any yeah, of them. Exactly. That's what the NBA is moving towards, and LaMelo Paul is peak that. That's where mm-hmm. John Morant isn't. You can't go stick John Morant on a three or a four. You can put him on a three maybe. Maybe. A, a but, smaller three, but not like a Kevin Durant and three. I'm not saying Melo's a good defender. Yeah. He's not. Like, like I would say Jaw's probably a, Jaw's a better defender than Melo, yeah, but I agree. he just has the size advantage. Yep. Uh, my number seventeen. Speaking of Jaws, the Memphis Grizzlies. My number seventeen is the Miami Heat. I had them. I had them a good amount higher than you, but yeah, uh, yeah they're playing better. Number sixteen, Charlotte Hornets. My number sixteen. I feel like you're gonna have them a lot higher too. It's the New York Knicks. Uh, they have won three straight, but they're at fourteen and fifteen. Julius Randle really, really, actually is like proving to me that he he maybe should be an All Star. But um, <laughs> I yeah. don't know, dude. I was I was thinking about it the other day. It is almost it's so hard for Julius. Randle it is. To make the All-Star it is. Game. It's very difficult for him too. But the Derrick Rose trade has helped this team out. I mean, he's been playing pretty well for them, and they've been playing well. Um, and I like the Knicks playing. It, it's fun to see the Knicks doing decent, good. Yeah. I mean, they're not good, but they're. They're better than the worst team in the league like they've been the last they're five years. They're one of the best years. defenses in the league, they, Yeah, they, they're the number one uh, in points allowed, so I'm pretty sure they're the worst offense, but they're yeah. 29th in offense. But I've got them, they're third in defensive rating. Yeah. Uh, so, my number 15. Okay. Indiana Pacers sliding. They're 3-7 mm-hmm. and seven in the last 10. Uh, not looking very good, and I don't really know what to say because I haven't gotten to watch very much of them. And they're still the fifth seed in the yeah. East. Which is just absurd. Um, yeah, Indiana. Yeah, I haven't really got to much watch them either. TJ McConnell has been playing a lot for them and been playing pretty well. Um, but other than that, I haven't got to see much of them. They're missing. I mean, you know, I, it's kind of, I don't want to say I expected them to start falling off, but they traded away Victor Oladipo for tech, for right now nothing Nobody. because Karis Avert can't play. So they lost one of their 
best players, if not their best player, for nothing. For nothing. So obviously they're going to take a fall of some sort. Mm-hmm. But um, my number fifteen is the Toronto Raptors, a team that has been playing better. But I mean Pascal Siakam definitely has gotten his way back into that All Star category. I bet he'll make the All Star game honestly, just because. The All-Star game is still a couple weeks away. Well, I don't know. Final day of voting was yesterday, though. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. But, um, oh, yeah, I did, actually, because yeah, I've been did. retweeting all the Pistons ones. But Siakam has been playing a lot better, and Toronto definitely is a team that I expect to make a move at the deadline. And, yeah. Uh, 14, I've got the Toronto Raptors. Uh, like Kyle just said, they, they're, just, they're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting back to where they were. They're moving in yeah. the right direction. They're not there yet. I'd be shocked if the Raptors missed the playoffs. Me, like oh, I would be, shocked. I would be shocked if they were the top six seed too. Yep. Like I definitely expect them to turn things around. Me too. Um, uh, but like I said, this is gonna be the last year of Kyle Lowry, most likely in Toronto, because I assume you know them bringing back Van Vliet was a sign of he's kind of gonna be the future point guard yep. of this team. So he's the future Kyle Lowry. Yeah, it's exactly. really weird to think about Kyle Lowry. Because in my head, he's a he's, I love Kyle. He's Lowry. been with the Raptors his whole career. Yeah, even though I not. know that's not true. <laughs> I know he played for the Grizzlies. And, and the Rockets. And the Rockets. Yeah. Like, I know. I, I was going to say Clippers, so I guess I don't. <laughs> Eric Bloodsell played for the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, so, but he is a Raptors lifer to me, and I think that's so weird because <laughs> I can't even picture him in yeah, the Grizzlies or Rockets. And through. a team like the Miami Heat, I feel like could use a Kyle yeah, Lowry for they sure. They could. I mean, they could use everyone. Yeah. Everyone always says the Heat. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> yeah, the other day. That was so funny. <laughs> um, where are we at? 14. 14. I, got, 14. I got Dallas at 14. Yeah, my 14 was the Raptors. And my number 13 is the Indiana Pacers. 13, New York Knicks. So we're going to have a new top 12 here. And this was tough. Yeah. Uh, I've got a team that I did not think was going to be good, very good at all this year in my top 10. Uh, I'm not going to say where. But number 12. Yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, you know who it is. Golden State Warriors, I've got at number 12. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're a really good defensive team. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been playing really good defense this year. But it's still there's just they're just missing. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff missing. Obviously, we've talked about Steph Curry though missing. has been nuts, nuts this year. Uh he's averaging very similar numbers to his unanimous MVP year. Obviously the Warriors aren't um you the know as record wise aren't the best. But I mean if this Warriors team is a top five seed in this in this year's West, Curry could come down with the MVP. I mean the MVP could, race man. is wide open right now. Um and if Curry keeps putting up these numbers, Warriors start winning more games, he might deserve it for sure. My number 12 is the Boston Celtics, a team that is just, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, that's exactly um, what I was what thinking. What the hell's going on with Boston? They just not, they're not as good as, uh, as as they were. Kemba Walker, man, he's just really like doesn't fit this. He's team. fallen. He's because fallen off. He, he just does, and it's it's not that he's. I mean, he has fallen off, but he just doesn't. It's like Kyrie with this yeah, team. No, exactly. The emergence of and it's but it's worse because Jalen Brown and Tatum are way better than when Kyrie was there, and like. Kemba does not. Kemba play is Nick. a scorer. No, Kemba is not a point guard. No. Like he's he is the point guard. He's, the he's same always as Kyrie. Played, yeah, he's always played point guard. He's not the a what you would think a point guard is. He doesn't play make at all. The dude averages like four assists a game his whole mm-hmm. career. Um, and he's and I ex, you know everyone's saying they got to trade Kemba. I don't know if they're gonna do it this year, but I would assume that this is gonna be his last year in Boston. I just think it's unless they go on a crazy run. This Boston team is not a championship team, I don't think, by any means, especially with, I think there's three teams in the East that are way more of contenders than them. And 
even Jason Tatum hasn't even been playing yeah. the greatest as no. of lately. I, and this team really doesn't, literally doesn't have a playmaker. Mm-hmm. And we've seen what that does to teams in the playoffs. And you look at this team's offense, like you would think that they're, you know, are just players that are have great offensive ability on this team. They're 22nd in points per game in the NBA. It's amazing. Like this, I mean, Marcus Smart is another guy that people have been rumored to trade. And he's like the backbone of this team. I mean, you can't trade Marcus You can't Smart. trade Marcus Smart. No. But absolutely. anyone else other than Smart, Tatum, and Jalen Brown, I think are open. Anyway. Me too. Me too. I think you could literally trade anybody on the roster. Yeah. Like everybody should be available. Will they? No, because the Celtics always are supposed to make trades for people and yeah. they never do. It, they were supposed to get Anthony Davis. They were Danny, supposed to get Porzingis. Danny Ainge is the most stingy player. Well, who oh, was it? Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley. Yeah, he wouldn't give else? up Jay Crowder for for uh Oh, who was it? It was Boogie. for someone No, it wasn't Boogie. It was uh Mello? Oh no, it was a really good wing player. I don't remember who it was. It was like a guy who was in trade rumors a couple yeah. years ago. Was it Paul George? It might have been Paul, Paul George. Might have been Paul George. He wouldn't give up Jay Crowder, yeah. though. And it was like, are you kidding me, <laughs> Or dude? Avery Bradley, yeah. yeah. That, that Danny Angel, <laughs> get him out of there. Number 11. Uh, number 11 is a team that has scratched and clawed their way up here. Denver Nuggets. Uh, they're back. They're 5-5 five and five their last time. Yeah. So how back are they? But they're playing much better basketball mm-hmm. now. They beat, a they, good, they beat the Lakers the other night. Yep, so... They're they're a good basketball team, and my eleven is Golden State Warriors. Okay. Uh, I'm number- surprised Denver didn't make it in your top ten over Boston. Honestly, a ten is the Celtics. Yeah, I, f- I figured they would be ten, but uh, my number ten is the team that you were just talking about. Uh, your surprise team, the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, this is a team that, like I said, no Lamarcus Aldridge. They've benefited from Matt not having any Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, I talk about their young, late first-round picks all the time, but it is crazy how well this team has drafted over the past several years. I mean, all of their rookies, or not all their rookies, all of their young players are all late-round picks. They're, none of them are top five, top ten picks. I mean, DeJounte Murray was a mid-first. Keldon Johnson was a late-first. Lonnie Walker was a late-first. Derek White. Derek yeah. White was second-round yeah, pick, I'm pretty so. sure. Devin Vassell was, a you know, like the ninth pick in the draft, but... They're just playing really well, and DeRozan is, has been playing really well, too. Um, they might have to give DeRozan a, the, an all-star appearance just because of how well the Spurs have been playing. And I would like to see San Antonio make a trade for a for a guy who can help them right now, a big man, and maybe even make I mean, maybe even make a run. I no. mean, I don't know, because this is, a, this is another scenario where I could see San Antonio just go on like a 10-game losing streak and just fall out. Like, they easily Completely. could. Yeah, because they don't have the star talent, no. but... I don't it, know. It would be cool to see. You can, you can never count the Spurs out. Ever. It is nuts how many how many times in the last 10 years the Spurs have drafted somebody great. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the guy they had a couple years ago who just balled out for like 10 games and they traded them? Oh, my word. I'm not going to remember who it is. I have no clue. Not going to remember. He dunked on everybody. Like He randomly had like 10 games in a row of like 20 points. A wing player or a yeah, point wing, guard? Wing. He played the wing. Black oh, or white? Black. What? He had a beard. Oh, um, I don't. I don't even know if they drafted him. They might have just picked him up and he just started balling. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, I can't. We'll, I can't we'll think about of it. After. I can't we'll think of it, it at all. <laughs> uh, my number nine is the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Uh, my number nine is Denver. So new, whole new to eight. Yep. Uh, number eight, the Bucks. I got the Bucks at eight too. Five and five. I definitely lost four that, straight. Yeah, I thought that they were. I was gonna have them a lot higher, but this is a Bucks team that is prided on their defense and they are 21st in the NBA in points allowed. Uh they are doing really good on offense this year but <laughs> they're de- I mean they got Drew Holiday 
one of, if not the best perimeter defender in the NBA. Uh, Kawhi. Y- Giannis, I, that's how I say one of. Yeah. Guard, probably the best guard defender in the yep. NBA. Um, Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year last year. Brooke Lopez, one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. And Chris Middleton, a great defender. And Dante DiVincenzo, a great defender. And they're still just very average defense. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Milwaukee, they'll figure it out. I still think that they are... I don't know if they're my favorite out of the East, but I, I like them. Know. I like them more than Philly, though. It's between them and Brooklyn for me. Um, See, it's between Philly and Brooklyn. Yeah, Philly but, and Brooklyn but right me. now, Philly's better than Milwaukee. I'm just saying in the long run, come playoff time, I'm going to take... Uh, Milwaukee. And I, and you know what? Honestly, probably in the long run, uh-huh. I would too. Right it, now, though, yeah, no, but. No. Uh, number seven, a surprise team, but not a surprise to me. I thought they were going to be damn good this year. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, wow. Eight and two wow, in their last time. Hey, you got them way higher? No, well, I have them higher, but the team that you didn't say was the surprising one to me. Um, You want to talk about Phoenix, though? Yeah, Phoenix is. Uh, their roster is built so well. You got guys like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson who don't make mistakes. They are clamp up defenders who just do everything right on offense. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker. I uh, I didn't actually watch. I didn't get to watch the next Nets game last night. We went to bed. It was oh a yeah, I watched. I watched the highlights today. Though Harden hit a, hit a yeah. hit that crazy three to pretty much ice the game. I'm just sad about Harden in a little bit. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, yeah, the Suns did play pretty well in that game, but, but I heard Devin Booker just didn't even look aggressive in the fourth quarter. Like it just didn't. He looked off. Yeah, I guess there wasn't many. I mean, I just saw yeah, the highlights, you saw highlights. So like that's, there wasn't many Devin Booker said. highlights, but. Uh, um, but this team, I love this team. I love the roster. I love Chris Paul. I love Dennis Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton still doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just not physical yeah. enough. He doesn't dunk on people. He's not going up and getting and ones. Uh, I think Kenny says he shoots like two free throws a game. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> if you're you're built like David and he's, Robinson. And, yeah, that's the thing. DeAndre Ayton is one of the most looking-wise, like appearance-wise, one of the most muscular players in the mm-hmm. NBA. Like, I don't know if he actually is, but he looks like one of the yeah. most His jacked shoulders dudes. are so yeah. broad. It's unreal. Like, his build is crazy. Uh, um, I love the Phoenix Suns. They're awesome. Yeah, they're definitely a, right as of right now, a for sure, eh, no, not for sure, but they are looking like a second-round playoff team right now. Yeah, absolutely. Number seven for me is... A team that I was surprised that you had them higher than Phoenix. It's the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, I got I was, them way higher. I was surprised by that. I mean, Portland is um that you know, they're eight and two in their last ten. They've won five straight. Um, a fantastic offense, and they're doing it with it's Dame. It's Dame yeah. time. Um it, they're they're a top five offense in the league yeah. right now. And they are, you know, they're losing no CJ, no Nurk. Um Ennis Canner's been playing really well for them, playing center, which I you know, he's I, he played good with them in Portland the first time. I'm surprised um, you have this team so low. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge. I like Portland. Yeah, a lot. Like, I like. Portland I, I really like Portland. Um, Gary Trent though has really been playing well for them, and that brings up the debate about what to do with CJ McCollum. <laughs> they were talking about this on Through the Wire too. There's been talk that it's not like the rumor that they're going to do it at all. Nothing has come out from the Blazers, but it's just like NBA Twitter yep. talking about it. Should the Blazers l- get rid of CJ because next year? Um, Gary Trent's a restricted free agent next year, so you either are gonna you either have to pay Gary Trent. You're not gonna be able to pay Gary Trent with your current roster. Like they, so you either trade CJ and capitalize off of him while he's you know injured right now, I guess, or and then you know stick to Gary Trent as your future guard. I don't know. I I, don't know. I honestly I don't know because CJ was balling this year when he I, was playing. He's having 27 a game, and I get that, but. This team has been hit by the injury bug over and over and over, and CJ McCollum is not helping. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not an injury prone player, but he has his injuries too. Yeah, if you can get another Gary Trent, doesn't 
Gary Trent's been fine, and well. he and he's good. Like he's Gary so Trent, I had him in fantasy for like the last two weeks. I just dropped him, but so I really think you can move CJ McCollum if it comes down to it. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they? I'm not sure, but do I would, they? I yeah, I doubt, I doubt it. it. Like I would, I would be really shocked. Again, he's a Portland lifer. To me. Yeah, but it's just a, it's just a thought. It's yeah. just a theory. Just throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six is uh, they came back last night. Brooklyn Nets. I got them at six as well. Uh, this James Harden stat is nuts. James Harden has played 16 games this year, I think. With the Nets or? It has to be with the Nets. has to be with the Nets, yeah. yeah. So, in 10 of those games, he has hit 10 consecutive shots in those games. What? Most players, it takes a whole season to do that. He's hit 10 10 shots in a row in 10 different games? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's actually crazy. That, that's the craziest. I'm surprised stat I've that ever that's heard. even done in a season. That's the craziest stat I've ever. How heard. do you hit ten shots in a row once? I don't know. <laughs> that's the craziest stat I've literally. And it might be counting free throws. Oh, it probably it, is. It probably counts free yeah. throws, but even then, still, yeah. Now I'm okay. I make it does make it a little less impressive if if it includes. Free it, throws. I feel like it has I to include like has free to. throws because his field goal percentage would be seventy percent yeah, exactly. That's why I think it's yeah including free throws. But yeah, Harden. Uh, hit that crazy game winner last night for Brooklyn over a really good Phoenix team. And without KD and Kyrie, this team has won. KD hasn't played in like three games. They've won four straight. No Kyrie last night. Nets, Lakers tomorrow night. Who you got? I mean, KD and Kyrie are going to be back. I assume that's why they both were out the last yeah. couple of games. Uh, I, I think we could actually see, if you want my real prediction, like an actual in-depth, I think KD's going to get hurt midway through the game. Like he's just gonna go out with an injury. What? Yeah. I mean, Why you would you think, predict that? He's got. He's had the. I, I just, there's no reason. I think for him his to play. Back, I think back spasms has been there's his injury. No reason for him to play this game. Yeah. That's what I'm. So like, it won't be like a. Oh my god, he's injured. Yeah. It'll be like a. There's no reason for you to. Play. I'm gonna go with the Nets just because no AD. Me too. Um, the Lakers. They they haven't really been. They've been winning games, but they've all been close. Like yeah. they they they're the comeback Nets, kings. Yeah. They've been going to OT a bunch too. So, um. My number six, yeah, was Brooklyn as well. Number one offense in the league. Still, though, the third worst defense. Yep. Number five for me. Top five. Philadelphia 76 Wow, you have Portland above yeah. Philly? Oh, my word. I mean, you got to think. Philly's six and four in the last time. Yeah, I know, but still, like. Portland's been playing really I'm good. I'm just surprised you had Phoenix lower than them. Like, I thought, I have Phoenix at five. I okay. thought you were going to have Phoenix um, much lower. But the, the surprising thing to me about Phoenix is their defense. They've been, they're, they're fourth in the NBA in points allowed. I thought that their offense was their strong suit, but they they don't really have a lot of defenders other than Mikel Bridges, really. But I mean, Cam Johnson's a pretty solid. Yeah, defender. he's a solid defender. I mean, and Chris Paul is always you know he's older, but and Devin Booker's not. They just have a lot of like, eh, they're they're, they're all right at defense. But and if they can figure it out and work yeah. as a team with a good coach, their bench really doesn't have much defenders no. though either. That's I don't know. Campaign. He's the monster. Langston Galloway, <laughs> Dario Saric. Oh man, they really don't. Who's their backup center? Uh, does Dario play the five? Dario does play the five for him sometimes, and they have Jalen Smith, their rookie. Jalen Smith, yeah. Um, oh, they have Frank Kaminsky. He plays a lot, too. That's I knew there was But those are not good defenders. Yeah, exactly. Named. Uh, number four for me, Portland Trailblazers. I don't need yeah. to say anything more Number four them. is for me is Philly. Uh, ben Simmons had his career high the other night, 40-some points, almost had a triple-double, still lost to the Utah Jazz. <laughs> the Utah we will, Jazz We will talk about them in a sec. Uh, sure. I don't have much to say for Philly in all honesty. Yeah, me either. I mean, I, yeah, I don't really either. Top three. Number three. I, I assume we'll have the same top. Clippers. Three. Clippers at three. Uh, Clippers are pretty good. They've been talked about all year. I know, and they, they need to stay that way. Because <laughs> yeah. if they start to get talked about, then they'll get their egos back. Yeah. Maybe losing Montrez Harrell was the key. Maybe he was the And Lou Williams being it. bad. And, well, Lou Williams has been playing better, but I think they might still trade him. Um, 
Number but yeah, two. they're they're number they're top five in point in offense and defense. So yeah. and there's and there's they've been the best three point shooting team in the NBA I think all year, and they still are um, shooting forty almost forty three percent from downtown as a team, which is very good. That's what happens when you get Luke Kennard. He's a <laughs> uh, number two, I got the L A Lakers. Number two, I got the L A Lakers. Number as well. one, Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz, man, they've won they they've won nine, nine out of their last ten. I'm pretty sure twenty out of their last twenty one now. Um, which is just crazy. Eight in a row, though. They're they're just balling. They're they are like unbelievably good right now. And what I mean by that is they're not like killing everybody. Yeah. But for their winning games, yeah. How are they doing this? Uh, Here's a legitimate question. Like, actually, is Donovan Mitchell like a legit MVP candidate or no? No. Because no, I don't think the, I don't think they have. Let's one. say that Utah like ends up being the number one seed in this West. Like mm-hmm. what's it? Seventy-two games. Yeah. Let's say they go fifty-nine and thirteen. Like, yeah, that would be pretty crazy. That would be a really good record. Let's say they go fifty-seven and fifteen, best record in the NBA by by like a good amount of games. Donovan Mitchell, he's probably averaging like twenty-four and five. Do you, does he get MVP? So, I, I, I don't think so. I'm gonna flip the question back on yourself. Did the Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I know. I have an MVP. Say, I knew you were gonna say that when they yeah, were the number one. Guess what? Team. The Atlanta Hawks also had four All Stars, and the Jazz are gonna have two max. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe two. Yeah. Rudy Gobert probably, is a fringe. They'll probably have two, but like they're only getting put in there because yeah. of like Donovan Mitchell for sure deserves it, but like Gobert, he's only gonna be an All Star because the Jazz are good. Yeah. And so that to me, no. Yeah, Donovan I know. Mitchell I, I I agree. I just want to see what you yeah. would say. Um, but, yeah, the Jazz have been balling. Jordan Clarkson had 40 off the bench the other night. Absolutely went off. Um, I, I don't know. I love the Jazz. They're they're really so. fun to watch because just guys, the what we thought they were going to be last year, they're kind of doing it this year. Like this year, I, I underestimated them this year based off of what they did last year. But yep. I remember going into last year, you were high I had them like as a three, as the yep. three seed because – Mike Conley has really been playing well this year compared to last year. He has been hurt for a while, but it just took um, an extra year. For yeah, what you Bogey about. has still been playing really well. Joe Ingles has been coming off the bench for them and doing really well, and they just shoot lights out. I mean, Jordan I mean, Clarkson is yeah, sixth man of the year. Exactly. Royce O'Neal has been pretty good for them. They just, like I said, they just shoot lights out. Yeah. So the, this that Jazz team, I really I don't see them doing much in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm worried about. What's this? Okay, right now, if is this team Western Conference Finals or no? I don't think so. Well, I guess are the Lakers and Clippers on the oh, man because then you have the Nuggets. I don't, let's no. just like in like just yeah, not looking no. at matchups. Just do you I'm think just this team no. can make the Western Conference no. Finals? I think they can. Yeah, but will they? No. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. Let's <laughs> say right now you have to answer it too. All right. Let me just say like seven game series right now. Let's just like let's say this is in the second round for some because I yep. don't think it would be a first round matchup. Utah versus Phoenix. Who is winning that in a seven-game series? As of what we've seen so far this year, I mean, you know, it's the Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz won so? that series. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know. You do and no Chris Phoenix. Paul. Other than Chris Paul, though, that team has no playoff experience yeah, at all. Right. Not a single player. So, I, yeah, I would probably go with the Utah Jazz. But Mikhail Bridges but the does Jazz, have some playoff. The Jazz really don't like they've played. They've played in the first round yeah. the last two years, but like. Have Mike Conley is also and I mean playing in the first round is a lot I would different go than with not the Jazz. playing. I would go with the Jazz. Plus the Jazz too. I mean the, I don't I doubt there's going to be fans um come playoff time. But when there is fans, the Jazz have some of the craziest home court advantage in the NBA. What's 
Isn't there a nickname? Aren't they like no? But they all they get in trouble for talking shit to players. Yeah, a lot, all though. the time. Mainly Westbrook. Yeah, that was that was bad. <laughs> though. Yeah, I've ever that, that was horrible. Um, okay, uh, one more, one more. Jazz Clippers. Oh, this is Clippers. the Western Conference semifinals. Clippers to play the Lakers. Yeah, I'm going Clippers. I'm going too. Clippers. <laughs> I mean, Kawhi Leonard. I might take Clippers over the Lakers right now, Me low too. key. No, right now the Clippers are. Yeah, better than and Paul George hasn't even been playing for the Clippers either. Yeah. So. Right now, I'm taking Clippers. Um, Even though we both have the Lakers above the Clippers yeah. in our rankings, which is kind of weird. So we had a couple other topics, but I mean, we're an hour 20, hour 20 in, so we can save the NFL topics yeah. for uh, for this weekend. Quickly, though, I do want to say Michigan, first game back, huge win against Wisconsin. I mean, that was awesome, awesome to see for them. Um, Especially with how slow they started off yeah. and then just started In balling. Wisconsin, and then... To top it off, Michigan State has does the exact opposite. Has a very very big loss at Purdue. Hasn't won at Purdue since 2014, which is really crazy. Um, they're well, four nine in the Big Ten now. Wasn't that the first time anybody swept Wisconsin? Yeah, first time anyone has swept Wisconsin in three years, which is just nuts. Yeah. Um. Right. But yeah, the then we beat Rutgers. Well, you got to play Rutgers still. Oh, <laughs> yeah, duh. You got to play them tomorrow. Yeah, right? duh. Tomorrow and then. Ohio State's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. And yeah. then MSU, they got to take on, I forget who they play Saturday. They play somebody pretty decent, but I don't know. It's looking kind of, that game they needed to win. State needed to win that one bad, and they didn't. They're very bad on offense. I don't really want to talk about them. We don't need to talk them, about so. it. We can end it. Uh, Saturday, we will be back to have our first mock draft episode. We'll be talking a little bit about um, some just scenarios in the NFL, mainly Kenny Galladay, Carson Wentz. Those were kind of our topics we are going to do today but we'll hold off till saturday so thank you for listening check us out on youtube spotify and apple podcasts peace bye